Welcome to Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs podcast, a podcast for resilient entrepreneurs. My guest today is Katie Thompson, who is a strategic marketing and branding specialist, author, speaker, course creator, and podcast host. She is the founder of Modern Darling Media, a full-service branding, marketing, and design agency for creative entrepreneurs who want to make a bold and meaningful impact. Katie helps uh, build bold brands and craft strategic marketing campaigns that provoke emotion, has personality, and help build your tribe. She also hosts the Hustlenomics podcast, where she interviews inspiring female entrepreneurs about their journey to become business owners. Today, Katie is sharing how to maintain motivation and what you should do to avoid burnout. So let's dive in and listen to Katie's story now. Hi, Katie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I did a little intro about you, but uh, could you also tell uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, about your background? Why did you become an entrepreneur? Absolutely. So my name is Katie Thompson. I um, am the founder of Modern Darling Media and also the host of the Hustlenomics podcast, Um, I started my kind of entrepreneurial journey probably around 2015, 2016. Um, It started out as a side hustle, um, which is kind of the route that some a lot of entrepreneurs take. Um, I was working a full time corporate job and just knew that um, I was really ready to do something different, something bigger, something I was more passionate about. So I started a photography business on the side. And over the past, gosh, it's been a couple years now, I, I went full time in 2018, um, and I grew that photography business to a full uh, marketing, branding, and design company. And so, yeah, we've just been growing and learning ever since. <laughs> yeah. So, w- what are the benefits of being your own boss? Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, I always kind of had the personality of um, not necessarily not loving authority, but I, I always wanted work to be a collaborative thing. Um, I felt like I had some bosses that were maybe um, in the mindset of, of um, collaboration looked weak or something. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but um, it always kind of felt like I couldn't be 100% honest with my ideas and all that kind of stuff. So just the, having that creative freedom, um, having the ability to set my own schedule and work when I feel most creative, um, all of those are in fantastic benefits. And just um, having that confidence in yourself that you're creating something and, and building a legacy. Yeah. So you, you said you've started a, a side hustle whilst you were at the corporate job. How long you've been? Uh, how long did you do it before you decided that's it? That's it. I'm going to become my own boss. So from 2016 to 2018, I was still working a, a full-time and part-time jobs um, and with the side hustle. And then I went full-time in October of 2018. Yeah. And did you say, because you you are a founder of a design marketing and brand agency. And you also mentioned the photography business. Is it because you have a passion in photography or are you a qualified photographer? Yeah, absolutely. So I always loved photography as a hobby. Um, I never really saw it 
saw it as something I could do as a business. Um, but I started educating myself and learning more about uh, wedding photography and all that. And so that's where I started. I absolutely loved it, but I soon realized that I missed my weekends because <laughs> um, wedding photographers work on the weekends a lot of the time. Um, and also it was just kind of such a stressful environment. So I took all of the skills that I had from building my website, my branding, all that kind of stuff that I had already known um, that I did for myself in my photography business and said, well, I could do this for other people. So that's where I kind of pivoted away from the photography, but um, still that was a great place to start. Yeah. So um, you, you know, I've looked at your website and you, you do quite, quite a lot. You, you've got, um, you provide so many services in terms of the branding for creative entrepreneurs, you do design, you do website um you know um, design as well and you also have a number of different courses as well as running your podcast mm-hmm. how do you manage to do so many different activities so that's a great question and i set up my business specifically like that because when i was first starting out um i found it so difficult to have to go to 10 different people to get my business up and running mm-hmm. um i really really was looking for an agency or um some kind of branding website situation where I could go to one person and get everything done, whether it's that one person doing it or their team doing it. Um, I felt like having to go to so many different people was like I playing a game of telephone. I always say the messaging, the branding gets watered down. It doesn't always um, transfer over correctly. So um, I wanted to create that space for um, mostly solo entrepreneurs to come and get everything really in-house. Um, so that's why I do offer all of those services. Um, I, do outsource to some really specific um, experts. But yeah, that's the kind of idea behind offering all of those different things. Yeah. So what is the uh, purpose, probably not the right word. Why are you doing a podcast? Because is, is it just to put yourself out there to become yeah. an authority in your field? What is the purpose of this? Originally, um, I got the idea for starting a business from listening to podcasts. When I was working in my corporate job, um, I was really kind of uninspired and and just really wanted to have something to do to keep me active and and learning. And podcasts were a great thing to tune into. Um, And so that's what got me inspired to be a business owner in the first place. And uh, I have a master's degree, but it's definitely not in business. So I really had no expertise in starting a business at all. So um, it was a great way for me to learn for free, which is amazing, um, from experts all around the world, which is really incredible. So I wanted to not only keep learning from my guests, but also uh, provide a platform to give back to people who were in similar situations um, like me. And what I believe is unique about my podcast is um, I try to bring on people from every um, step of the journey. So people who are six-figure income entrepreneurs, but also people who are still running that side hustle who are transitioning into being a business owner. Um, Because I think that sometimes if you only show the top, top, it can be a little bit um, hard to connect to. So um, I love having different guests, all different types of journeys, um, so people can find something in there that, that they can connect to. Yeah, I, I mean, I only listened to the latest one. Well, I think it was the latest, one, one, one of the latest podcasts. Anyway, it was about scientific palm reading, and that was something I've never heard yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, I 
I'm a little woo. I love having all different perspectives. I am never, um, I always like to stay humble and know that there are other things out there that people know about and have expertise in that even if I look at like, oh, I don't know about that. Who knows? I haven't tried it. So um, I always love just bringing all different kinds of perspectives on. Um, and it's been really fun because I've learned about things that I never would have before. Yeah, but it's 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 good you mentioned that. I, I, my, one of my questions was that uh, obviously, you know, the marketing and design and, and, and branding agencies they're very common, right? It's, there are many, many design agencies and marketing agencies. Mm-hmm. How do you stand out from the crowd? But like you said, you wanted to create this one space for, for, for people to go to and make sure they don't, you know, they don't water, you don't water down their branding message. So you, you do from the start to the end. Right, right. And finish, I... Right? Absolutely. A big part of what I do is strategy for every single thing that I offer. Strategy is a big part of what I do. So I like to say that I work with other solo entrepreneurs and I'm their kind of right hand man, you know, like right hand where they can come to um, get an overall business strategy. And then we start attacking those smaller things like their branding, their website, their social media um, with the strategy in mind um, all the way through everything. So um, that's kind of exactly, yeah, like you said, that's kind of how I stand out from everybody. Yeah. So I guess another question I have for you is, um, uh, given that you are doing so much, how do you um, ensure that you don't overwhelm yourself with with, with work? How yeah. do you balance work and life? Yeah, that is the golden question that we're all trying to figure out, right? Um, uh, you know, it's been a journey. I think that I've gone through periods where I was burnt out. I, I just recently took a couple months off. Um, we moved, uh, you know, I had a family member pass away and I just said, you know what, I, I'm going to keep working, but I'm taking steps back from certain things. Um, and that was huge for me. I don't think I could have done that two years ago. Um, so it's it's been a learning process. But what I've learned over the past two years is that there's no right answer to how to be an entrepreneur. Um, we have all these, well, I mean, there's amazing people out there giving advice every single day. You know, there's the podcast, the books, the TV shows, whatever you want to go to. Um, and they're giving great advice. And th- that advice works for some people. But where I think people get um, caught is they think it has to work for them, if, even if it's not. So, for example, I am not a morning person. <laughs> um, I like to have kind of a morning where it's a little bit slower. I maybe do some chores. I maybe run errands. Um, I am not the entrepreneur that gets up at four in, four in the morning and starts working. That is not me. And there were so many people out there saying, this is what you have to do to be successful. Um, and so letting go of that and saying, not really. <laughs> um, it might work for some people. That's amazing. But for me, I'm horribly, you know, grumpy in the morning. I'm not creative. I'm not productive. So setting up my day around when I am most creative, that's what works for me. So letting go of those pre preconceptions and um, just finding what works best for you, I think has been a huge lesson for me. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, definitely agree with you. I don't go to bed till like one, yeah, <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. I'm a night out and I'm motivated in the evening. I'm up at six because I have a little one waking me up. But yeah, uh, otherwise, you know, I would be up quite late. Right. And, and I am more creative in the evening. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's something that I just... just I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> but, um, um, you know, you've been doing this um, sort of... Um, 
you know, um, you've been uh, running your own business for, for a couple of years now. And uh, looking at the small, you know, startup statistics, uh, small business statistics, it's a very sort of tricky age where most of startups start kind of failing and um, kind of um, um, cease to exist, if you if you wish. Right. Um, have you had any... Um, um, you know, challenges where you thought, well, I just can't carry on, or you've always found some some inner sort of power to keep going? Um, that's, yeah, that's a great question. I think I've gone through both feelings. I, I always say entrepreneurship is a emotional roller coaster like no other. One day, you know, you'll feel on top of the world, and then the next day you'll feel like you're the worst person on the planet. Um, not to discourage anybody from doing it, but it is an emotional roller coaster. And there are going to be times, no matter if you're the most inspired, passionate, driven person, where you feel like, I just can't, I have to stop, I'm overwhelmed, I'm, you know, drained, all that kind of stuff. So knowing that you're going to have those times, um, I always try to set myself up for success by anticipating that. So knowing, yeah, there's going to be a Wednesday when I just am not feeling it and I do not feel like working. Um, so scheduling in time to have that to where I'm not missing deadlines or I'm not, you know, missing out on client communication. Um, also setting up systems and automations to where I don't have to be so present all the time and I can step back if I need to. I'm automating things like email, um, onboarding clients, things like that. So really anticipating that time where you're going to feel like you don't want to do it by setting up those systems beforehand. Yeah. So is uh, are these the strategies to keep motivated? Or, uh, yeah. Well, I think that's also, it's kind of like a branch off of that. Yeah. Um, you are going to have those, those downtimes, but you, you can easily come out of them. Um, I always say that, a lot of entrepreneurs turn their passion into their work, their job, which is what I did. Um, I turned what I was passionate about into what I did for a career. Um, sometimes that can get a little heavy because you're like, where are my hobbies? They're my job now. Um, so finding those hobbies outside of work to keep you inspired, keep you motivated. And then you never know, it might spark an idea for, for your job. Um, but like going and watching movies or listening to music, listening to other podcasts, all that kind of stuff keeps me motivated because it gets my mind a little bit out of work mode and gets me refreshed and energized again. And then I can come back in and be creative. Yeah. So what is the most important skill um, people have to learn to be entrepreneurs, to be successful? Um, I think communication, good communication skills is um, probably at the top of that list for me. I think that there's so many people that I've worked with who are so um, inspiring and motivating and wonderful entrepreneurs. But the one thing that I remembered about them the most was the way they communicated with me as either a client or, you know, all the, anything like that, because I think 80% of the success when it comes to relationships in business do come from communication. If it's bad, it can ruin something, but um, if it's good, it can really uh, take off that relationship. So learning how to communicate, learning how other people communicate and how that interacts with your style. Um, you know, you might be a texter, for example, um, and that's how you communicate with your clients. And that works great for some people. 
they read that text and they completely misinterpret what you're saying. So understanding different styles and how they work together. And once you master that, you'll be amazed at how um, you can start really scaling and building those relationships. Yeah. Um, also, you know, you, you uh, offer several marketing and branding. I think one one of your courses is something to do with email, um, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, writing emails mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, how did you learn um, to put together a course or to do a podcast? Did you have to go and learn and attend some courses or did you just learn by looking at the YouTube videos? What was, what, what was your strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a lifelong learner. I will find a course on something, you know, like every single week just to to have something fun to do in my downtime. Um, I do have a background in education, so that helped. But a lot of it was just trial and error, just trying things out, making a free account in Thinkific, which is where I I have my my courses, just playing around with different things and learning the system is a a good place to start. But also just taking as many courses as you can, listening to as many podcasts as you can. You start to pick up little tidbits here and there from other people that you can implement and make your own. Um, But yeah, just being a learner yourself um, really helps and it will grow you into being a teacher eventually. Yeah. So you also, because uh, I've, I've looked at your ebook, and um, obviously you don't reveal all the secrets, but uh, there was um, something about uh, having the right mindset. Mm-hmm. What can you say about having the right mindset and what type of mindset uh, people should try to develop to be more successful? I think a growth mindset. Um, I'm sure people listening have heard that term before, um, but if you haven't, um, basically it is the mindset of always um, moving forward in a positive way. Um, So that includes setbacks, but taking those setbacks and making them positives, Um, taking mistakes and learning from them. Um, You know, a negative mindset could knock you off your horse if something bad happens, but a growth mindset says, all right, well, if that didn't work, let's figure out a way to make it work or figure out how I can learn from this and do something different next time. Um, That is one part of it. Also, a growth mindset is looking for new opportunities constantly, Um, whether that's networking and finding new relationships or branching out into different passive income, adding different services, always constantly looking for new opportunities um, and just keeping your head kind of on a swivel. Yeah, no, I do. I do agree with you. Um, but um, uh, obviously, you know, being an entrepreneur is is not easy. It's uh, it may sound like 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 a great thing to do, but uh, yeah, I mean, re- research literature suggests that you know a lot of entrepreneurs they suffer from depression, uh, anxiety, you know, toxic stress, and so on. And of course, these problems can become even worse when they um, run into problems in their business. Uh, Have you ever felt, um, you know, anxious because you didn't have clients or you were short on cash? Um, How Mm -hmm. how did you overcome these situations? Yeah, I've struggled with anxiety quite a bit, actually. I had never had anxiety before I started a business. (laughs) Um, So learning how to manage and deal with that as an adult has been really interesting because a lot of people, like, for example, my husband kind of grew up with anxiety. So he had all of these coping mechanisms that he grew up with to put into place when it happens. For me, I was like, I had no toolkit to deal with this. So um, that was an interesting experience. And I kind of had to learn 
a, a skill that my parents taught me actually, um, which is all about putting things into perspective. Um, so I, whenever I start feeling anxious about something, um, you know, whether that's in life or in business, I go through this little exercise in my head that says, okay, well, you care about this this much next week. Well, you care about this this much next year. Depending on those answers, then you can adjust logically how you're feeling because anxiety is not logic a lot of the time. It's not logical. Um, so doing that exercise where you say, well, you know, I might be a little upset about this next week, but I'm definitely not going to be this upset. Then you could say, all right, well, maybe I need to just take a step back, calm down a little bit. And it's not as big of a deal as I'm making it. Um, So that putting into perspective exercise has been so helpful for me to really take a step back away from that emotional response and kind of approach things logically. Yeah. Cause I mean, when you don't, cause, cause I I run my own business. I, I, I closed it now and I'm, I'm, I'm now working on, on a new new sort of venture. But um, I remember the times when, you know, you don't have sales and you kind of start questioning yourself and start thinking, well, what, what I'm doing wrong? You know, maybe uh, yeah. how, how, what do you do in situations like this? Do you try yeah. to pivot and find new ways or or just 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 keep keep doing what you're doing? Well, what's your strategy? I think it, it obviously depends on, you know, each business in each market. It's different for different markets. But if I personally was in that situation, and I actually have been, um, like I kind of mentioned earlier, always looking for new opportunities. So um, if you're dealing with, um, okay, I don't have any clients, is it, okay, am I doing something wrong? So then maybe you should um, get some feedback on what you're doing, whether that's from other people within your network, um, in your business. New eyes on something can get you um, past that kind of um, that stuck um, place. Um, so that's one way of doing it. But um, so for example, I was not getting um, the clients that I wanted early on with like monthly clients that were hiring me to do websites or whatever. So, cause I was a new business. So I said, all right, I do have all these skills. I, I might not have the portfolio yet. How can I use them? So um, I started working as a virtual assistant. So I could still offer those creative skills, build up my portfolio and my um, experience um, in, in just a different way. So looking for little pivots, like you said, it doesn't have to be a massive one, but something that could be a shift uh, to where a new opportunity might pop up. Yeah. And uh, in terms of, you know, the uh, supportive uh, network, uh, do you have friends or mentors you work with or how, how about your family uh, are they supportive of what you do a hundred percent yeah i am so lucky that um i have a, an incredibly supportive family and actually my dad was a physician for 30 35 years and just recently he's actually started his own business as well so going through that with him at the same time has been super fun we get to bounce ideas off each other and um kind of be that sounding board but um Sometimes going to friends and family for feedback can be a catch-22. I think it's great to, if you trust you know, their opinions and all that stuff, go for it. But if you're feeling like, well, maybe they won't be 100% honest with me, they don't want to hurt my feelings, that kind of stuff, which can happen, um, I always suggest joining some Facebook groups. There's, oh my gosh, hundreds upon hundreds upon millions of Facebook groups out there um, and tons for entrepreneurs and they get really niched down as well. So joining those groups and just asking for feedback, sometimes there's threads where they say, hey, post your stuff, give some feedback. 
Um, just that is a great way to not only have other people in your field looking at your stuff, but also people who are strangers. They're not going to care about your feelings yeah. like your family do. They're going to give constructive criticism and yeah. constructive feedback in a way that's actually going to help. Um, not that your family won't, but you know what I'm saying. So um, yeah. those Facebook groups are invaluable and they're free. So you can't really beat that. Yeah. But what about your husband? Uh, is he... Is he also an entrepreneur or does he have a nine to five job? Yeah, he does. He is a project manager. We both have been working from home together since 2018. So we had some practice before the quarantine, which is good, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is very good. Um, but no, he is complete opposite. Uh, he It's all technical, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm the more creative side, but um, he's been a, a wonderful kind of yin to my yang when it when it comes to that. <laughs> Yeah, because the conversations we've had in this program is um, is that sometimes, you know, female entrepreneurs, if they don't have, well, if they have partners or, I don't know, husbands who have nine to five job, they don't necessarily understand what they're going through. Yes. That's why it's important to have a, a supportive network of friends or maybe, a, a, you know, mentors who can direct you and kind of understand where, where you're at. Yes, physically and I don't know, emotionally, whatever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I, I have felt like that in the past. And, you know, I've I've grappled with that because, um, you know, it is it can get a little lonely sometimes and you feel like no one understands me. You don't get what I'm going through, all that kind of stuff, which, you know, maybe that is a situation. But I try to, like I mentioned earlier, always shift my mindset to something. Where's the positive in this? Where can I find good in this? And um, I found that thinking, okay, if he's hearing about my experiences, and so, for example, I might be telling him, oh, I have this difficult client, and he gives a suggestion, I'm like, you just don't understand. Um, Yeah, I could do that, but then, or or I could say, well, he's a project manager, he works with giant clients all the time, and they're difficult, and he has to deal with them as well. So, you know, he might have a different perspective and a different, um, you know, different advice to offer that would be helpful. Um, it's it's unfortunate to discredit him just because he's not a business owner. You know, I think that everybody um, could offer some some helpful advice. So um, I always say, keep your mind open. Sometimes people don't understand what you're going through, and that's okay. But you never know that that person might have some valuable insights. Yeah. So, what was the um... <laughs> Maybe you haven't had this, uh, you know, in your um, entrepreneurial journey. But uh, have you had any? Have you ever made any mistakes that were really bad mistakes as a, as a business owner? What did you do to overcome? Yeah, um, going back to that that um, kind of perspective thing, they felt huge to me. Let's put it that way. Um, whether they were huge or not, they really they really weren't the end of the world. The, you know, the mistakes didn't lose money. They didn't cause some business to shut down, you know, in that kind of um, perspective. But to me, they felt huge because, you know, I am a people pleaser. I hate to say that, but I want my clients to be happy. I want them to be happy with my work. So, um, yeah, I, you know, the, the only really way to, to deal with that is it's going to suck. It's going to feel horrible. Um, You got to feel those feelings and acknowledge them and understand them because if you push them down that's going to be even worse so feel them feel them hard and then move on um you know say all right well 
this really was not my best day or week or whatever yeah. it is. Um, obviously, um, how do I one not put myself in that situation again? Because a lot of I'd say most of the mistakes that happened were not just because I made it. It was because of the situation. Um, yeah. uh, but how do I not put myself in that situation again? And how do I not make that mistake again? What can I do better? Um, and those questions are not something that you're going to want to ask yourself when you're feeling sorry for yourself. So that's why I'm saying, like, feel the feelings, feel bad, but don't stew in them. Um, take a, an hour, take a day and then push, push through to to what you can do better. Yeah. So uh, so what would uh, be your lesson to starting entrepreneurs if they were to start, say, today, uh, a new business, a new venture? What could you teach them? Um, them in their journey. I would say from the beginning, try your best to get your foundation as strong as possible. And I'll explain what I mean by that. When I started out, I went straight to all the sexy stuff. I say the website, the fonts, the colors, the fun stuff, right? The social media. Um, that's what I started with. I hit the ground running with that. I obviously didn't know any better. Um, but I wish I had stopped and taken a minute and set up my customer management system, create a business credit card, <laughs> create a business account, um, you know, get all of my legal stuff in place, make sure that I have all my systems that I need, like my email marketing and my, my social media scheduling. Um, I wish I had started with that foundational stuff before I went to all the fun stuff because the fun stuff can wait. But if you do the fun yeah. stuff first and you don't have all of that back end stuff set up, you're going to make 10 times more work for yourself. So um, do your research, figure out what will lay that strong foundation first. That would be my, my advice. Yeah. Do you have anyone helping you? Do you have a virtual assistant or? You know, I was in the middle of hiring somebody when COVID hit, <laughs> like right, right, like literally a week before lockdown. Um, so obviously I've had clients that have had to step back because they, they had to shut down their business and all that stuff, which I totally understand. So um, I don't have anyone now. Um, I was kind of waiting to see when the world would stop being on fire. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, I would love to get some help. I It's been kind of a, a dream to build a team eventually. But yeah. um, obviously, everything's a bit up in the air at the moment. But hopefully in the future. Yeah. So you, your business um, took some, some, some hit during COVID, yeah? Yeah. And actually it wasn't as bad as I anticipated. Um, you know, I had a couple, like maybe one or two clients that had to step back and they were um, people who had physical businesses that they couldn't, they literally could not keep open. So they just said, I just can't afford it. Um, you know, which is fine, but I'd say 90, 98% of my clients uh, stayed on. I, I had people actually come on since then. And it really has gone to show that um, having an online presence and having an online source of, of income is really, really, really valuable. Um, even if you do have a brick and mortar store, finding different ways to be online, if something like this happens, is so valuable. Yeah, I guess it's a, we're going to see more of, you know, the movement towards online presence. Because, um, I mean, it's just a matter of time. I guess it's not if it's when, right? Yes. When another wave of some kind of a disease hits us again. So, yeah, it's important to have a, an online presence, just like you say. Mm -hmm. But um, 
do you have any plans to to grow? What, what is the next step for for Katie Thompson? Yeah, I think the next step would be hiring a team, um, bringing either an assistant on or another designer on. Um, I'm not exactly sure where um, I want what direction I want to go in, but um, building a team because I started this business not only because I love doing it, but I also want to um, have a family and and be a present parent and all that kind of stuff. So. I want to be able to maybe hand some stuff off to another designer when we do have a family. So that's kind of where I'm thinking down the road. Yeah. So what what advice would you give to entrepreneurs in general? In general? Yeah. Um, I would say always keep learning. Um, I know I've said that before, but it really, really is a valuable thing. Um, even the, well, the great thing about podcasts is they're free. They're on your phone. You can listen to them anytime, anywhere you could be doing something else. Um, there's so much incredible information on podcasts. Um, and so really take advantage of that. Uh, if you are not a podcast listener, there's books out there, there's online courses, there's, um, so much information out there for free if you can't afford it. Um, so just really try to take advantage of that and make your education a priority um, because there's always something new to learn. Yeah. And um, and I guess also if you have some 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 suggestions for female entrepreneurs, because this is our audience, because mm-hmm. um, females have it, I think harder because they have to, <laughs> they've got a family to look after. I don't know if you yeah. have a big family. Do you have a big family? Right. Yeah. No, I have one sister. Um, but, yeah. you know, I, I agree with you. I think, I, well, I don't even know if it's harder. It's just, just different. I mean, it's different. Yes, I guess. I guess. Different, yeah, you have to juggle harder, with lots of things. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I would say my advice is to, um, Stick, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, be confident in your decisions. Because I think that, I don't know if other people have experienced this, but I've had people question my decisions more than I ever anticipated. And in a way where I was like, no, I mean, I made that decision. I don't need to think about it. Because you're female. Because you're female? You know, I don't know if it has to do if I'm a woman or my age or my what what it is, you know, um, or my personality. I don't know. So I guess I don't I, I have no idea why. But um, I think that um, it, it does happen. And so if if you do make a decision, whether that's in your business, what setting a boundary, um, you know, whatever it is, um, stick to it. Be confident in the fact that you made that decision for a reason. Don't let people um make you question yourself or step step back down from what you want. So um I think that's a huge one. Yeah, I think you're not the only one. I've 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 heard this several times from other female entrepreneurs that mm-hmm. they are being questions. I mean questioned. Um one 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 girl uh, she she's running a very successful technology sort of you know a business technology app and she's been questioned all the time about her decisions and she's the boss right right uh, yeah, I know that it's it's so frustrating and it happens no matter if you're you're young or whatever. But I think that and that's unfortunate, but I think it's slowly getting better. But we have to just keep standing up and saying this is what I decided and that's it. No, no, no. Thank you so much, Casey. That that was really uh, that, that was great talking to you and um, 
hearing about your experiences because again, it, it is very hard to be an entrepreneur and especially a female entrepreneur. And, uh, but yeah, there is a hope for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, we just have to keep learning and th there are plenty of resources out there. And, um, and I guess the message I get fr from you is that you have to find your own niche, your own value proposition like you found in your business, putting it all together as a package and, and making a message consistent businesses absolutely so, yeah thank you so much for coming to the show and uh i wish your business to prosper uh, in these difficult times and uh, uh i'm sure we'll hear more from you yes thank you so much thank you so much katie thank you for listening to this episode of mental wealth entrepreneurs podcast i hope you enjoyed this show please send me any comments or feedback if you're an entrepreneur and want to share your story, please contact me. The link is in the podcast show notes. Also, please see the social media links and uh, links to offers from my guests on the podcast notes. This podcast is sponsored by Smart Octopus Voice Agency, who create chatbots and voice skills on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. So I'm really excited. Uh, to tell you that this podcast is now available as an Alexa skill uh, so you can search for resilient entrepreneur uh, skill and enable it as a flash briefing so that's all from me uh, I wish I wish you good mental health and you are just one mind hack away till next time